Can you give me a quick like thing we can call that so it's snappy and on brand? Loved ones, February love. <laughs> Movies we love suggested by the ones we love, February the month of love, comma dash Valentine's Day Massacre Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh my god, we're not gonna get any clicks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Fuck yeah, that's actually perfect. I'm sorry, Grandpa. Hey there, dorks and losers and fiends. Welcome back to the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast, the only podcast about movies on the entire internet. If you want your movies to be watched and uh, reviewed slash uh, shat on uh, by me and my fellow podcasters, come here. We're the only ones to do it. It's a new month. It's February. So that means new topic. It was covered at the end of um, last week's podcast. But our new topic for the month is movies suggested to us by our loved ones. Um, First up was my partner, Caitlin. She suggested that we watch the movie Butter. Quick synopsis of the movie Butter for you all. It's a lovely tale of a weird, quirky group of people who become enchanted with the art of butter sculpture. It's, I guess, a comedy. I don't think there's any other subgenre. It's not like a black comedy. It's not... Technically a satire. Yeah, that's what I see on the internet. It's a satire of the 2008 Democratic primaries. Or the 2012 ones? No, it was the 2008 one with... Jennifer Gardner, Sarah Palin. Like, literally Sarah Palin. It's... Okay, No. Bill Clinton was a beloved president and womanizer. Okay. Uh, and then when he stepped <laughs> oh. down, Hillary Clinton was like, it's my time to shine. I can do this. And thought it was her turn. But during the Iowa caucus, which is where the Iowa Butter Festival takes place, uh, they were more in favor of her younger black opponent, Barack Obama, which is essentially what butter is. Uh, but with that? butter instead of politics, kind of. It's right. an interesting parallel that I was not aware of. And... Kind of interesting point to make there is that satire kind of gets lost in how crazy the political climate has changed in America in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. yeah, In 2008, this story would have seemed super absurd. But now it's like, oh, yeah. It's It's actually not that much stranger than things that happen every day in real life. It kind of seems like this could really happen. Yeah. (laughs) Can, Can I ask why Caitlin chose this movie? Um... For a few reasons. She really actually thinks it's funny. Um, She genuinely likes the heartwarming parts of the movie. This movie does have some nice heartwarming little bits with our uh, lead protagonist. This little black girl whose name I forgot. Um, Destiny. Destiny. Uh, That's cheesy. Horrible fucking name. That's a cheesy name for protagonist. Damn, that's Jasmine's sister's name. No, but for Well, she's not a protagonist. For the sake of this movie, there was literally a point where they said, Laura versus Destiny. It's like... Oh my god. Come on, dude. That is kind of funny, actually. I didn't hear it when I was watching it. I know, but for the purposes of this movie, it's like it was it was destined. It was fate. I just I did not like this movie at all. Oh, you didn't like it at all. No. That's oh, God. Um, 
Wow. But we'll get to that's that later. A, that's a little surprising. Yeah. No, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, my partner, Caitlin, shows this movie because she really enjoys it. She thinks it's funny. Um, and she has a bit of a crush on or Yeah, no. She has a bit of a crush on uh, Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Wild. who is also in this movie. Yeah, she's pretty she hot She plays in this movie. a hooker slash prostitute turned butter sculpture artist. She's she, revenge fantasy. It's a revenge. <laughs> she's trying to get back at Jennifer Gardner's character. For yeah. for making her husband not give her six hundred dollars. Weird stuff happens with that character in this movie. This that character has actually probably like some of the funniest and also just most fucked up uh scenes in this entire movie. Yeah, she does. Really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a happy time for me. Let's get into it. Let's get into our first impressions. Let's start with you, Kiana, because you've already spoiled your opinions. I feel the strongest. I, yeah, I did not like this movie. It's ugh. everything about it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe I was just in a, a shitty mood last night or something, but the jokes didn't land for me at all. Everything kind of fell flat to me. The jokes weren't funny. Like I, I, I can count the number of times I laughed in this film. It was like three times. The heartwarming parts, I get what they were going for, but it felt not earned to me at all. Like Destiny's character is so unimportant to her role if that makes any sense she's just kind of like she's a person that's she's not really expanded upon in like any important way i feel like for the black experience and i i don't like that it kind of pissed me off a little bit um everything else though was pretty standard like the camera work was okay it was just nothing really interesting happening the script i really hated the script um, the only saving graces of the movie were, I guess, the actors. Lovey Wild is funny to watch. Um, fuck. Hugh Jackman. He was cool to watch. He's like a conservative himbo. I like that a lot about him. Jennifer Gardner? Ugh, I did not like her at all, actually. Eh? You weren't supposed to like her, though. I know, but even like I get that I was supposed to like, I wasn't supposed to like her. I didn't like that performance either. It was so... It, it like It beat me over the head with how obvious, like... Look, it's Sarah Palin. Get, get it? She's Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. But she wasn't supposed to be Sarah that Palin. That was way yeah. before Sarah Palin even was a thing. Her voice, I don't know. She just sounded like it to me. And it was like, oh, I get There's it. She's a whole conservative. different accent, though. No. Hawaiian versus, is that what how you pronounce it? Hawaiian versus Alaska. Iowan. Oh, Iowan. There it is. Hawaiian. <laughs> You just take the fucking H off Hawaii. It's Hawaiian, Hawaiian, but without the H. Hawaiian. (laughs) It's Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, I won't disagree with you on a lot of those, uh, on a lot of your points there, Keanu, because, I mean, you know, those are your opinions, man. Um, But But I will say that the character of Jennifer Gardner, um, I will say you are wrong. Uh, (laughs) But the character of Jennifer Gardner, like, I I think you kind of grossly misinterpreted that character. I think because, I did, yeah, yeah, she is conservative and everything, but like her accent is nowhere near Sarah Palin, and she's not, I don't think, a parody of Sarah Palin. She's, I think, a stand in for just that general Midwest vibe. Okay. I don't know. That's That was my interpretation, anyways. But uh, let's go on to what Morgan's first impressions were of the movie. Yeah. Going into it, I was like, oh, they're like setting her up as like just like this mean, annoying, like female counterpart, which allows him to like cheat or do whatever and like we're supposed to be sympathetic to his side let's make the woman obnoxious so the dude can like fulfill his male fantasy and we feel sympathetic towards him but then I feel like it didn't end up really going in that direction and I ended up 
actually enjoying the movie a lot. I really liked Destiny. She was super adorable. Uh, I enjoyed her story. I kind of even felt for Jennifer Gardner going through the struggles of, you know, wanting power in a very conservative place where she has to get it through her husband. And then when she finally Mm. thinks it's her turn, like it's one of those things where like you could be even better maybe than your husband. But then but five years ago, you would have been the winner. But you're coming in five years too late when it's not your time anymore. And someone else with even more skill you're up against, like you could have won if you had done it you know, before your husband did kind of kind of deal like this whole struggle she was going with where like she thought it was her time, but she was kind of too late for for it in the end. (laughs) I'm wrong. You're wrong about the accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the accent and the Sarah Palin um, comparison I thought was a little bit off, but like everything else, those are your opinions and you're completely entitled to those. I actually really fall in line with uh, Morgan's opinions. I really like the movie. Destiny, I thought, was actually very cute. And also just, yeah, I, I found her story a little bit compelling and I thought it was worthwhile. Because, yeah, she, you know, you start off with that idea of, like, Destiny, who is, again, our main protagonist in the story, is this character who is bouncing around from foster home to foster home and trying to find her place in the world. Because, yeah, a lot of foster kids, I find, feel those same feelings. Like, oh, what is my place in this world? Because I keep bouncing around. Um and she finds that it's making butter art. And um, there's a really touching moment at the end of the movie where she makes butter art of her recently deceased uh, birth mom, who I believe it was an overdose that took her away from Destiny. Yeah. At the end yeah, of it. it was OD. Yeah. And that's, you know, I thought that was a beautiful little tribute to someone who she never really got to know and who she kind of, um, I think, idealized a little bit in her head. They... You know, the sculpture she makes is based off a picture she receives from, uh, I believe it's a foster uh, agent or agent of the state. And it's a it's a beautiful image. It's a beautiful little snapshot of time of when things might have been more helpful for the baby, the baby destiny in this case. Um, so I really like that. I really like Destiny's story. I also found myself feeling a little bit bad for Jennifer Garner's character at the end of it, because, yeah, not only was she... Um, you know, primed to do this and spend so much time on a man who probably didn't deserve her and probably didn't appreciate her as much as he could have. But she also um, felt like it was all she had. She was like, this is literally it for me, though. And Destiny had to be there. A fucking child had to be there and be like, you have more than this. This isn't all you are. Like, you can't just sum yourself up into that. And yeah, I I really thought it was funny. Olivia Wilde's character... uh, (laughs) Well, it's probably the funniest part for me. In some parts, there is a part where she uh, comes to Bob's house to try to take money from him. And he's like, I can't. My wife has a checkbook. And she rides away on her fucking bicycle, clips that him off, weird. and just yells, fuck you, Bob. I uh, loved it. Uh, I, feel, I feel very conflicted about Olivia Wilde's character a lot. I think. Let's hear those opinions, Keanu. What what don't you like about Olivia Wilde? The rape joke. Huh? Oh, the yeah. rape joke at the very that end. That was really, no, the really bad. The very first line she has is like, my dad raped me. And it's like, oh. why the fuck that would you was... think that's cool to put yeah, in a I movie? Missed that. I missed that <sighs> the first time around. And the worst part is they showed it a second time at the end in the blooper reel. That's what I was going to say. I didn't catch it the first time. I caught it the second time in the blooper reel. <sighs> reel. And so I didn't think it made it into the final cut. So I just must have glazed over it. For a movie in 2012 to make a rape joke and like that's supposed to be kind of like progressive, it's very family guy to me, I guess. 
And I, I just did not appreciate that at all. I, I was like, okay, that's kind of fucked up. I think, again, you're being a little skewed by the perspectives of, like, what is now. Because yeah, I definitely. feel like after, like, the Me Too summer <laughs> or the Me Too movement, like, yeah, those things don't fly anymore. And honestly, they should have never flied. But no, 2012, people were still making left, rape jokes oh left, right, center. Like, that was a thing. Right. I mean, it still wasn't cool. It was definitely cringy. And it was unnecessary. Um, but, I mean, I think it probably fits her character, who was just this erratic sort of manipulative but also very much self self-aware character because i think she knows what she's about her whole thing is like i want money and also i want to fuck over this person who's fucking me over and keeping me from my money i think she was funny her character is kind of pointless to me though like she had like a motivation but it kind of got muddled like originally she wanted just the money and then she was like she got the money she got the money and i was like okay cool her arc's over but then she's pissed off at Bob and his wife because the money. And then she gave up that money to give it to Destiny so that she can have like the nicest cutlery to fuck over um, Laura. And it's like, I don't understand her motivation throughout the movie. I think she saw Destiny as another downtrodden, you know, marginalized group like she is. While while Olivia Wilde is obviously white, mm. she was a stripper and in Iowa clearly looked down upon. And here's Destiny, right. a foster, you know, Child. black kid in Iowa. And she probably saw clearly, you know, Jennifer Gardner's character is trying to screw her over. And she already hates Jennifer Gardner because it probably represents everything she hates. And so Olivia Wilde was like, yeah. Destiny, you deserve this win. I'm going to help you how I can because I see myself in you. Mm. I I definitely interpreted it a little slightly. I, I thought the character was mostly for comedic effect. And so her arc was just, you know, initially, I want this money. But then after Jennifer Gardner's character slider, because she did slider, she talked down to her. She was like, you're just a blah, blah, blah. And after she felt slighted, I think her uh, general vibe changed to, you know what? I don't even care about the money anymore. Fuck you, lady. I'm gonna do everything I can to just mess with you. And I think she did a pretty good job of it. I do like the idea, though, that um, Jennifer Gardner's character, Laura, she got her arc, probably the most development in the whole movie, like seeing her struggles. I kind of like that. I I was gonna say, I feel like even though the protagonist is Destiny, or at least that's how it's set up, I feel like Jennifer Gardner's character is also right up there and actually probably gets the most screen time. She definitely gets the most screen time. Yeah, I didn't like the idea, though, that um, even though I do like her, Laura's, like, story, it kind of unfair, I guess, to shit on Destiny's story in this sense. Like, that's the reason why I felt like the story was trying to be progressive in the right, but it just kind of takes away that right from someone who's obviously much more marginalized in this sense, who's been affected by the system much, much harder than anyone. And it just, like, a 10-year-old black child has to comfort a 30-year-old white woman. And I don't know. That just kind of sits wrong with me for some reason. I mean, when you think about it, though, that is kind of true for life, where, like, <laughs> marginalized groups do have to tiptoe around the fragile egos of the of the people in power all the time. And it's like this little girl has to grow up and essentially help Jennifer Gardner because no one, like, no one's going to do it for her. Yeah, very much so. That sucks, though. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah. I just didn't like that it reinforced it, I guess. I mean, are they reinforcing it or are they just showing, like, you know, 
a reflection of what real life is. Because Morgan's right. That is something that happens all the time. You grow up as the one brown person in like a white neighborhood. You're going to learn real quickly how to talk so that you comfort your white friends. Because they're going to be like, yeah, man, it's cool if I say this. right?" And you're going to have to be like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's one of those things, man. I think it's just true to life. I don't think it's reinforcing it. But that's my mm-hmm. personal opinion. You can keep your opinion. This <laughs> was just theory. A film theory. I really appreciated the uh, the adoption story, though. Like, the idea that these people, they adopted, like, not like a baby, but actually, like, someone older from the system and, like, everything that went o- went along with that. Um, and I really liked the relationship between... I mean, I really... I thought the parents uh, who adopted her did a really great job. They were really loving, and it wasn't, like, one of those contentious kind of relationships that like stresses you out or something but they were really nice and supportive the whole way through destiny's journey and i really like the relationship between her and uh and her dad i actually those were the funniest moments for me rather than olivia wilde rob cordroy that guy's cool that dude is cool i enjoyed all their moments together i really like that scene when they were uh waiting to go into uh, to to sign up for the butter <sighs> festival and I he was like scene. let's talk about like all the things that could go wrong and like really, you know, reassured her by like, you know, blood psyching vampires aren't in there. What's the worst thing that can happen? She's like, you know, I could lose. And he's like, is that really so bad? And she's like, I guess I can live with that. That's crazy that you mentioned that specifically because Katie really uh, actually made a point to point that out. That's a conversation that a lot of people should have because a lot of people psych themselves into thinking things are way bigger than they are when really the worst that could happen probably isn't going to happen because that worst that could happen is that you like spontaneously burst into fire and die out of nowhere. And that's <laughs> probably not gonna happen. And you know, compared to that, losing is whatever. We are the I'm Sorry Grandpa we're Podcast. Uh, we're back from break. And we're going to do a little game for you guys now. And for the benefit of the audience at home, I'm going to go ahead and describe that to you guys now. I'm going to get my co-host to sculpt. Much like in the movie Butter, we're going to be sculpting. But in this particular case, we're not necessarily doing butter. Our good friend Keanu here is going to be sculpting a bar of soap using a spoon. And I believe our good friend Morgan here is using actual butter is that the case it is actual butter my fellow podcasters will be making sculptures and afterwards they will be giving us compelling stories as to why we should choose them as the victor of this uh sculpting competition the stories can be real and or fictional the uh, pictures of the sculptures will be presented to you on instagram so follow the i'm sorry grandpa podcast at instagram you'll be able to hear in real time what's going on We'll probably fast forward through a lot of the boring parts, but we'll keep talking while these two are sculpting. Carne asada fries on titties. I would definitely prefer a scotch on the rocks right now over this. I'll take a bourbon that was heated on a radiator. You you want like the KFC console, but... No, that's exactly it. I'll put my bourbon in my KFC console. Government workers, please... Make me the dude who looks at people's Google searches and trends them for shit. Utensils down, folks. Let's go ahead and start with Keanu. 
let's uh, uh -huh. let's see on camera what that uh what that little sculpture looks like and let's hear a story. It's Dyke. Oh, Dick. He uh <laughs> he took the. It used to be dial on the soap, but he's uh, kind of scratched out the A and added to the L, so it now says Dick. Yes, and on the back it says Fuck Butter. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yes. That's way better than mine. I love it. <laughs> what do you see when you look at this bar of soap? How do you think of it? Soap is the element of Americana. This is a statement where I say in that we need soap like we need dick. Fuck butter. Butter is the establishment. My opponent is the establishment. That's me. <laughs> rise of brothers. Rise gamers. We must rally forth. I'm done. Yeah. I feel like you really missed an opportunity to like draw on parallels between like the idea of soap masculinity and like sexual assault in the in prisons. That's really sad. I don't want to talk about that in my dick soap sculpture. <laughs> But anyways, let's let's see and hear your uh, what you got for us, Morgan. It's a it's a sad face, the eyes, the sad face, and then there's a, a knife through its stomach. This is a, a self portrait of <gasps> me. <gasps> this is the story of how I died. <gasps> as the establishment, as Keanu so so kindly revealed, I was hanging out with my Wall Street buds, and we all thought, you know what? <laughs> GameStop sucks, bro. GameSpot. And then these fucking stupid ass kids who think that buying stocks is like running a casino came in and just started buying shit up. And I did end up having to jump out a window from the pain of seeing people do exactly what I do, but do it at my expense. <laughs> this podcast is your prison. Thank God. Morgan wins. Um... Let me be real with you guys. I wasn't listening. You bitch. But, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the victory to Morgan anyways. Thanks for listening to Keanu's, um, but not mine. I yeah, what that. the fuck, dude? I am very uncomfortable with the energy that we've created in the studio today. I think from uh, this movie and this podcast, we've learned that I'm a dick who should listen to his friends a little bit better. Butter. It would be appreciated. Shut up, Morgan. <laughs> You're too much, man. That's just too much, man. What a good show. <laughs> It's a good quote, though. I, I've been using it pretty regularly. You have. That's um, why it sounded familiar to me. Well, anyways, we should wrap up now. Keanu, close us off. Tell us what we're watching next. Um, We're watching... Oh, God damn it! I'm going to ask my mom. Okay, guys, restarting again. Thanks, guys. So, we're going to watch for our movie. We're watching Blue Lagoon. Well, I have no idea what that is. No. What the fuck it's is a that? Surf movie. It is the 1980 romance adventure. Oh, it's not a surf movie. I was thinking of a way different film. My mom is very cheesy. Shoutouts to my mom who featured the last time on the podcast. All right, ghouls, demons, and fiends. This has been the I'm Sorry Grandpa podcast. I am your humble and attentive um, and amazing listening listener host Manny uh, and this has been Keanu 
and um, the the one with the curly hair. Say the words, Grandpa. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> you better be. Racist ninjas is what I'd call the uh, the coup last uh, couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would not. I would not give them credit by calling them ninjas. <laughs> <laughs>